Bond, any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? to be able to get into a room with the enemy. Now they're just floating in the ether. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. Oh my God, target enough people. Number of people become the weapon. Who is he? James, you don't know what this is? James Bond, licensed to kill, in love with Madeline Swan. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. And life is all about leaving something behind, isn't it? Come on, Bond, where the hell are you? do this, there will be nothing left to save. I have to finish this. You have a flow like this. No. It's 106 KHQ. Tyler Woods here. Welcome to the podcast. My movie review on James Bond, No Time to Die, the 25th James Bond film. So a lot of people uh, were asking like online, like, what's the 25, 25 movies, 25 movies of James Bond, the gentleman's spy. So, I mean, with that question, I couldn't help but just say, you know what? How about a brief history look? on the gentleman spy as well as my introduction to the franchise uh before we get into that uh review James Bond series uh was uh focused on a uh, fictional British secret service agent created back in the 50s by writer Ian Fleming featured him in 12 novels and two short story collections and then uh Ian Fleming died in 1964 so yeah I mean that, yeah that was like a 11 year run but then eventually the stories would continue I mean, there's more history to unravel, you know, about Ian Fleming's biography uh, and everything. But I don't know. I don't want to bore you with all those details. Maybe on another podcast. But those books they wrote were Casino Royal, Live and Let Die, Moonraker, Diamonds Are Forever, Doctor No, Goldfinger, For Your Eyes Only, Thunderball, The Spy Who Loved Me, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, You Only Live Twice, The Man with the Golden Gun. That was the last novel like it was a novel novel and those uh, two short stories were um 
Octopussy and uh, the Living Daylights. So it, yeah, it was on hiatus until someone could actually, you know, recapture that James Bond feeling in the books. That took about 15 years. Yeah, 1981. Uh, James Bond has been everywhere. I mean, since his novel debut, films, radio, comics, TV, which, by the way, was my uh, introduction to the name of James Bond. But not the character, not the actual James Bond character, just uh, with uh, a character in relation to the Gentleman Spy with a little uh, series from the 90s called... I mean, how did that series not take off? You had all the Bond villains and the Bond henchmen. Uh, with uh, You had Oddjob in like a tracksuit throwing his hat, and Jaws was like bigger and more bulkier. But it wasn't the actual James Bond, nor was it James Bond's son. It clearly says in the intro, of like he got the name from his Uncle James. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they, they dropped the name Spectre, which has been the name of the evil organization throughout the Bond franchise, but they call it Scum here because, I don't know, Scum was just such an evil thing in the night. I have no idea why that was a thing. Anyway, let's uh, let's continue. Okay, I'm sorry. It was, he learned the game from his Uncle James, and he's heir to the name. Oh, wow. You can't make that up. James <laughs> this intro is insane. I got to go back and watch this. Oh, hold on. Another. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I'm sorry. We got to watch a. We got to listen to this. Uh, the toy commercial. Oh, boy, if you grew up in the 90s, everything had a toy commercial. I mean, you couldn't make a cartoon series without promising the studio and the investors some uh, some toy lineup. Hold on a second. Let's, let's watch it. Oh, wow. Wait. Wait, his name was IQ? You see what I mean about this series? Wow. <laughs> Not to mention, I know that voice from somewhere. I know that. That voice has probably been in so many commercials. Oh, no. The bad guys are attacking James Bond Jr. and his friend IQ. Odd job is flipping his lid. Oh, no. I <laughs> love it. Oh, now that was a great nostalgia trip. But, no, GoldenEye was my first official uh, James Bond film. And my real introduction to the character. I remember my dad, he rented it uh, from uh, a video store in Interlochen back in uh, 96. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, goes on to become uh, one of the best video games ever made. Like a, a year later, uh, you cannot beat me in multiplayer, GoldenEye. I'm deadly with those uh, slappers and playing his odd job. Uh, I got really serious about James Bond somehow. I don't know. It's just I went. James Bond on the brain in junior high. See, look, there we go again with James Bond and junior right over there. But no, this was around 2002, I think, which was uh, Pierce Brosnan's last year as James Bond in uh, Die Another Day with Holly Berry. Then I remember, um, do you remember uh, 
that was shown on TV. I'm not sure if they still do it. Uh, the Bondathon on I, what was it? The Superstation or uh, maybe uh, on? I think it was called like the Man Channel or something. TNT? No, I don't think it was TNT. So, so but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I would see what uh, I would see it all from uh, Sean Connery, uh, George Lazenby. I think I can, I can never pronounce that name right. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, and I. I didn't really have much access to the internet in my house. I mean, we had the internet, but it was mainly due for like homework. And of course my dad had to use it for his job. Um, so yeah, I never had the internet until I got out on my own for college. So I was never aware, uh, that they were going to be doing more bond films, uh, after Pierce Brosnan. And then they casted, uh, Daniel Craig, uh, starting with Casino Royal and was not aware of this until the trailer, during uh during a movie back when they had uh the theater still in the uh, Grand Traverse Mall I was like wait what uh, uh that that's the dude from uh Tomb Raider right bit beefy to be uh James Bond right but, I mean which I didn't know at the time that was uh the most popular criticism from uh, from that reveal I mean on forums and message boards you remember that stuff right before Facebook happens and then uh, no, not Facebook, MySpace. It, w- it went MySpace, then Facebook. But before that, we had a little thing called, what was it called? Hot Fire or something? I don't know. But um, yeah, I never saw Casino Royal in theaters because I wrote it off as another remake to an earlier film I remember seeing with my dad of the same name, 1967. This had uh, David Niven, Peter Sellers, Woody Allen, Orson Welles. But that was, uh, that was when my friend said, you do know that was a parody of James Bond. I mean, it, it does have James Bond in it, yes, but the film was very loosely based on the novel, so it doesn't really count. I was not made aware of that at the time, so I'm like, oh, oh well, I missed out. Well, eventually I saw Casino Royale before I watched uh, Quantum of Solace in theaters, and to this day, I mean, I'm, I'm still blank on these Daniel Craig films. I guess we're getting into it now. Daniel Craig's uh, time as James Bond, uh, Casino Royal. It wasn't just Daniel Craig's bulky exterior. It, I just had no idea what was going on in these uh, in that film. It, it, it was like it was playing around with whether this was a continuation of something or just a, you know one of those origin story films to characters that we know that at the time was popular in Hollywood or maybe it was something else. Quantum of Solace, rather than Craig being a bit more better, it was mostly the dullest two hours of a James Bond film I have ever watched. And it didn't answer any questions to whether or not it was a continuation, its own line of films or whatever. Then Skyfall happened and I go, whoa, that was amazing. I got nothing to complain about that film. Someone got that right. Then we get to Spectre, pretty much the goofiest of the uh, Craig saga. It was still good. I would say, uh, well, I probably shouldn't rank it right now because uh, wouldn't that be a bit spoiling the review? But before that, yeah, I got more to say. Just a little bit, though. Hold on. Stay with me. Uh, I am going to say this. Uh, The last true film that was James Bond authentically, I I guess from how I was introduced to it, uh, has to be Pierce Brosnan with The World Is Not Enough. The second to last uh, film of his time as James Bond. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, Die Another Day, it did have Bond things, but if you notice something about it, how dark it starts. 
and then it gets all to that goofy blue screen effect. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That uh, that was where you know it told me James Bond is getting kind of dull, and casting Daniel Craig as this moody, buff Batman secret agent that everybody knows. Uh, th- this series of films, I mean, they're all like that 1967 film, just grayer. Than the grayest of gray with lame villains. Try, you know, they try to be mysterious for some reason. Well, let's get into the review now. I'm, I'm revealing too much. No time to die. This is uh, directed by uh, Kerry Joji uh, Fukunaga. Really, he hasn't actually directed a movie of this stature before. You know, taking on an iconic character who's been around in cinema for 25 films. The only other uh, movie that I can see that he's done uh, belongs to Netflix called uh, Beast of No Nation and uh, two series you might know, True Detective and Maniac. Uh, Cast stars Daniel Craig in his last run as James Bond, Rami Malek, our Academy Award winner portraying Freddie Mercury as your villain, Uh, Leia Seydoux, our returning Bond girl as Madeline or Madeline, Uh, Voldemort's Ray Fiennes. (laughs) <laughs> he's he returns as M. And then uh, Ben uh, Weeshaw as the hipster Q. Don't lie, that is hipster Q. We had, we had IQ, okay? We had IQ in James Bond Jr. This is hipster Q here in these Craig films. Then uh, Naomi Harris, hey, we are back talking about you. We just got done talking about her on, the, uh, on her role of why she was even in Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, she's Money Penny. And last but not least, let's uh, mention Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. Also uh, starring uh, Lashana Lynch as uh, Nomi, uh, a.k.a. the new 007. Then there is Ana de Armas as the agent Palmoa. Uh, I think uh, she's like a CIA agent or something. Uh, it it didn't really explain. Already getting into it. I mean, I know there are other characters here, but I mean, we'll get into that. Um. So the story is that James Bond has left the service. He is retired and doesn't know what to do anymore other than go all spy action hero when the situation calls for it. You know, like when something blows up. Choreography action time. The threat here is that someone's secret nanomachine virus weapon that can be used to poison an exact individual using their blood DNA genes as uh, targets meaning if your blood is mixed in with this virus, it's going to target you and just you, as well as your family with the same genetic code. Bioterrorism. Um, Also note that Billie Eilish is the performer to the opening song note, Time to Die, written by her and her brother. And Hans Zimmer, music composer, hasn't lost his touch. Surprised to see a lot of practical effects here. I mean, I remember uh, reading about how uh, one of the uh, set that they were uh, filming on, it was like a lab scene, uh, the pyrotechnics uh, kind of underestimated the explosion, and that shut everything down for like a week, which actually at the same time, that's when uh, Daniel Craig uh, broke his ankle or something. And, he, you know, you remember that photo of him in the cast? It's like, oh, no, he broke his ankle on set, which, I mean, happens to a lot of people. Uh, action stars, Tom Cruise, Jackie Chan. Now that I think about it, I mean, this film went through a lot of publicity and other odd stuff like uh remember the creeper who was i'm not sure if he was actually a film crew or uh, some kind of stalker i mean he he infiltrated the set and was caught with taking uh camera shots or videos of actresses uh i also heard they reached out to grace jones 
She's a, uh, well, she wasn't a Bond girl. She was a uh, Bond henchwoman to one of the villains in uh, View to the Kill starring Roger Moore. She played Mayday. And I believe the plan was to bring her character back because it it wasn't, we didn't really see her die. That's the big debate here. But when she uh, responded, uh, as soon as she arrived to talk about things, she left right away. It wasn't a good deal, I think. Um, which, wasted opportunity. I mean, that would have been amazing if you brought back Mayday. She's like one of the toughest women in the Bond franchise. Anyway, Craig's uh, acting as James Bond here. Less broody. He's got uh, range. Uh, sometimes blank, intimidating, laughing, happy, ruthless, hardly quippy, funny, and just couldn't get into some scenes. But I don't think I can hold that against him because, I mean, he's in, he's an actor. He's instructed to act a certain way for the director. Uh, Rami Malek, um, he, he has a few scenes here and there, and he pops in every now and then in the last act. He is the Bond villain in this nearly three-hour movie, and he's only in it for, I would say, less than 15 minutes here. Academy Award winner, and... Uh, <laughs> He's just a, he's just here to be a wrench. They do that here with a lot of these characters here. Like going back to uh, the Palmoa character, um, when they introduced her as like, you know, this funny, nervous, uh, bumbling agent for, I think, the CIA. But uh, as soon as uh, that scene's over, it's like, okay, bye. Even some key roles here who are, I feel as though, written to reveal plot to James Bond and see how he reacts to it and it just lingers on that there's a lot of lingering here and oh boy remember uh remember the henchman odd job jaws the guy with the metal hook or the creepy witch doctor guy oh he was my favorite the henchman here he's uh he's called cyclops boy <laughs> really didn't waste anything on that one did you they're grapes compared to Craig I think somebody was holding a copyright notice if they actually went the way that... I mean, you think with a name like Cyclops, there'd be something, but really, don't expect much. Also, uh, Lashana, as the new uh, 007, or, you know, who fills in for uh, Bond's face, I mean, they, they have, like, you know, this funny banter going on. It's like, it's just a number. Uh, I wanted more of her. And this film would have been a lot better with just her... And Daniel Craig, with the addition of a lot of stuff, I mean, just could have been cut here. It, it does enthrall you into several uh, mysteries that, uh, that show you who, but doesn't explain why. And, of course, there is one big reveal I can't help but say, I mean, was thrown in. Actually, now that I think about it, I mean, a lot of things that happen here in this film are driven by things that are unexpected and what i mean by that is like oh yeah wasn't expecting that because there was nothing leading up to it this is the end of the daniel craig saga i'm not gonna miss it if i were to place this no time to die would just make third place out of uh his five bond films you know what how about this i don't normally do i try not to do this anymore but i'm gonna play right now the james bond theme and at the end i'm going to tell you how this ends so this is your spoiler warning. Here we go.
All right, that was your spoiler warning. Okay, so here it goes. Rami Malek's character, I can't pronounce it. I think it's Louis Stifer Safin. I don't, no one could pronounce it here in the film. I think they mumble it and just went with it. He gets the jump on James Bond. This scrawny little guy, I mean, in a, well, I mean, how could this trained spy not see that coming sort of thing? Uh, a, a short wrestling match later in this pool in the middle of a room of one-inch water. But Raimi poisons Bonds with the virus uh, after Bond breaks his arm and shoots, uh, you know, and didn't just shoots Raimi Malik's character. Uh, after his monologue about, you know, how he got him, meanwhile, missiles are closing in to Bond's location, who then makes the decision himself that he can't go back because he's been poisoned. Why? Because it previously revealed that uh, James Bond fathered a daughter with Madeline and he can't be with her because the poison affects those with the same DNA. So it, it doesn't cut away here. We see James Bond engulfed in missiles. There's a small funeral held in M's office and ends with Madeline telling her daughter, James Bond's daughter, about a man named James Bond. Ooh, yeah, I love me some James Bond stories. I Remember the time where he dressed like a circus clown to disarm a bomb or surfed a tsunami? <laughs> or, you know, the... Actually, now that I think about it, the Connery films seem more realistic to me now, but still, Roger Moore is my favorite Bond. Then we got the credit roll. Final verdicts. This is a solid sloppy matinee when I should be giving it a high rental. I don't think I'm going to miss out on owning this digitally or physically or with any kind of James Bond film collection. I'll wait on that until the next uh, Bond era. Also, uh, speaking of those credits, uh, there is no end credit scene. It, I mean, this isn't a MCU film, but there is a message that says James Bond will return. Huh? What does that mean? What, he come back as a zombie? Is that... <laughs> the, the, the name's Bond. Zombie Bond. No. <laughs> I would actually want to see something like that. The Gentleman Spy is now a zombie. It's Bond. Zombie Bond. No, it means... Uh, <laughs> it means uh, the hunt will be on for a new Bond actor next year. Daniel Craig has commented that uh, he's very sure... It's not going to be a woman, James Bond. Now, I didn't say that, okay? I mean, that's what he said. Um, as well as uh, uh, the movie with that message, James Bond will return. I mean, we could be looking at a spinoff uh, series of films starring Lashana as the new 007 while the hunt is on for a new actor to uh, reprise the role of James Bond. But being a continuation story... I don't think so, and I hope not. But actually, now that it's uh, kind of running through my head now, I think it would be funny if they pulled that off in the next James Bond film. <laughs> they found the smoldering, still alive body of Daniel Craig's James Bond. Have him undergo major plastic surgery. <laughs> and that's how they should introduce the new James Bond actor. Uh, call it Doctor Who. <laughs> no, or uh, Doctor Who that. <laughs> I'm having too much fun here. All right, that is uh, that's going to be it for this podcast episode. James Bond, No Time to Die, Final Verdict, just uh, just a matinee. Uh, nothing really special, nothing you're really going to miss out on. If you'd like to be part of the show, join me on a podcast episode. I got my scheduled up on my uh, Tyler Woods KHQ Facebook page. Uh, or you can also contact me at tyler.woods at 106khq.com. That's my email or my other social media, Tyler Woods KHQ, Snapchat, Instagram, Tyler Woods 106 
on TikTok and Twitter at Woods Radio. Speaking of that schedule, let me uh, just uh, pop it up. What is coming up? I mean, you make this schedule and you can't really like remember, you know, what is uh, coming up uh, next. Um, um, the third commercial, it's still on, please. We'll take off the third channel, the third channel, it's still running. Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got us. Please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 